Like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at the $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. Space. The final frontier. These are the adventures of the exploratory space vessel My Puppy. Its ongoing mission? To explore strange new worlds, to engage with freaky life forms, and to boldly try to bring back most of the crew alive. So, Captain Amanda is trying to get her first officer naked and into a crocheted or knitted uh, sexy tentacle monster costume? It's knit. 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 Yes. Okay. Um, Becky is stuck in a light fixture trying to make four errant middle schoolers heal. Uh, Claire has just ran towards the petting zoo because she saw something that apparently made her Amanda, uh, abandon Becky because it was so important to her. So where shall we, where shall we start? Becky is trying to slither her way out of this light fixture. Uh-huh. Just, you know, really just trying to figure out what went so wrong in her life. I mean, sometimes she still she still has flashes that she could be someone so much cooler. You know, ever since she had that really weird dream where she can't quite remember all the details. But, you know, it was so vivid and she just felt like she was someone who commanded authority that that was really cool and, you know, would not have any problem kicking these middle schoolers ass. But, you know, that's just that's just not her. And she doesn't quite know how she's going to get out of the situation. Well, as as you're writhing around in this uh, this light fixture trying to escape, you hear behind you, uh, you need some help, little lady. Becky wishes she could turn around because that really sounds like a cowboy. But, you know, she's stuck in this life fixture, so she can't. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yes, yes, in fact, I do. I have found myself in this unfortunate predicament. And and you, you see four arms... Uh, for real muscular arms reach from behind you you can you can kind of you can kind of feel this uh, this whatever it is behind you and these arms kind of reach around you and kind of lift kind of gently shake the light fixture a little bit so you kind of kind of shake out otherwise it kind of lift you up with it and uh, and tosses it aside and you you turn around and as the the light fixture is is flying through the air you see about a a seven seven and a half foot tall um, ant dude 
wearing uh wearing kind of uh he's wearing black kind of uh uh flat colored kind of clothing kind of kind of paramilitary kind of looking and he's just kind of a real muscular looking ant guy and he says uh there you go um those wayward children that are sitting off the blasters they belong to you um yeah kind of yeah well uh I think we've got uh, some technology over here at the booth that uh, that we could use to maybe help you neutralize them. What does that involve? Well, it involves you giving me your number and having a drink with me later. Um. He well, winks at you. what? He winks at you. He winks at me. Um. Well, I am flattered. I am flattered, but I'm actually on the clock right now, and I can't um, accept any dates. It's it's you know a work ethics thing. Um, you can murder these children for me. Is that what you said? I said we could bring them under control. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're not actually mine, I mean, so I probably would you like them murdered? No, no, no. Their parents would probably be pissed. Um, do they deserve it? Quite possibly. I mean, they may have actually murdered someone in here. I have we have we checked to make sure everyone made it safely out of the room. Well, the the unit here has uh, has plenty of tech that uh, pre- prevents death uh, in most cases. So I think everybody's everybody's probably going to be okay. But there's going to be some property damage. I'm sure their so, parents uh, can pay for okay, it. Okay. Well, I guess I'll see you. Um, and he turns around to walk away. Becky really is disappointed. I mean, this has just not been her day. That unicorn was really mean to her. That is an ant and not a cowboy. And I mean, not that Becky is totally opposed, but she's never really dated anyone that's not a human before, even living on the spaceship. So, you know, I mean, she's not sure the ant guy's her type, but God damn it, she's really got to figure out what to do with these kids. Uh, fine, fine, you can have my number. All right. And uh, he, he hands you a pad of paper. And Becky immediately writes down Amanda's number. Oh. And he looks at you and says, um, look, I've been working in intelligence and counterintelligence for a long time. So I'm guessing there's like a 98% chance that this is a phony number or somebody else's number. Um, I'm trying to like do you a solid and uh, you want to treat me like that. That's, that's okay. I'll help you. But, uh, um, I was just hoping you were better than that. You know, that was, um, is it, that is, that is a fair assumption. Um, you know, I, I am a piece of garbage 90% of the time, but I've also never, um, tried to sexually harass someone into doing what I want them to do while I'm on the clock. Like I said, I have, I have, I have work ethics. So you know what? I will figure out how to handle these children myself. Good day to you, sir. And he turns around and walks off. Yeah. Not my, not my best day. Not my best day. Um, Hmm. Becky gets hit in the head by a, Well, it's a beanbag, but it's a beanbag that apparently has some sort of 
adhesive to it because it's just this big blue beanbag just flies and sticks to the sticks to your cheek and then you feel three more of them hit other parts of your head and so you have these these giant sticky beanbags uh stuck to your head and and a a ringing headache um maybe four ringing headaches as you you realize the the kids you are supposed to be caring for have have used uh, uh non-lethal um weapons to to kind of kind of uh you know kind of take care of you and so we're gonna leave becky to her misery for a moment and uh head to claire who has run down the hallway and into the petting zoo because she saw a oh she couldn't believe it i mean she noticed that becky was having a, a bad day but and she Claire was disappointed with the tech at the expo and stuff. But the petting zoo, she saw it. She'd been she'd forgotten she'd been searching for this creature. It, it it's a milking cow. There is no milking cows in the universe anymore. And at the petting zoo, she sees one. Is it? <laughs> Is it a milking cow that milks things or is it a dairy cow that gives milk? Oh, well, geez. Yes, it does both. Oh. <laughs> it gives milk, but it will also milk itself. Oh, a self-milking cow. <laughs> it's a self-milking cow. Yes, it is. Or if another milking cow goes by, it will milk that cow. Or if, you know, anything that needs to be milked, it will, it will milk it. And you notice on the on the display, and it's a beautiful cow. It's a oh, uh, it is. It's it's you know black and white like cows are. Um, yes. There's a sign that says her name is uh, is Bessie, um, and there's also there's also a for sale sign uh, oh. right there, right there as oh, well. Oh my goodness, Clara's having palpitations, and she does she rarely gets these, especially over creatures, but she she. <laughs> This must be how Becky feels when she sees something that she really wants to. Another creature and another animal. And you hear a and, you hear you hear a voice. Up, oh, oh, hey, are you interested in God. this? Uh, you interested in this here cow? But then Claire turns and looks down to see the little guy next to her. Yes, yes, I am. Oh, uh, um, um, well. Uh, it's for sale. We can uh, actually deliver it to your ship if you'd like us to. She's a, a very cow, very uh, good cow. She gives uh, about four gallons of milk a day. She uh, is about two years old. Um, four gallons. Uh, Look, let's. Uh, she's um, she's augmented. We've uh, we've uh, we bred her to uh, to be very productive. Uh, she is actually the last known cow in the Kinnipal Nebula. Um, but we're letting her go for uh, for a decent price because we're we're moving on. We're we're packing up the ranch and uh, uh, heading west. So uh, uh, we just uh, we sort of have uh, have room for her on the transporter. So uh, so uh, she's yours if you can uh, come up with the cash. Does she have papers? Uh, well, she's housebroken, but uh, we we do put straw down for her. <laughs> no, where where you where you where you got her from do you have oh, you know the original oh yes yes we've got yes uh, documentation yes, we've got the yes, whole cloning please. matrix when we cloned her uh yes all that's available here and he's he's got a big folder of stuff right there that he shows you 
and uh, uh, you can you can you can welcome you're welcome to step over the fence there and uh, give her a milk, give it a taste if you'd like. Oh, Claire, Claire hops over. Uh, do you have a glass nearby? And he hands he hands you a stainless steel bucket and a milking stool. Oh, Claire sits down, and she has childhood memories coming up from milking the creatures on her home planet they didn't have cows unfortunately but she heard stories passed down the folklore there was drawings and she uh, she's oh milking the creatures on her home planet the the hamsters the the raccoon corns yes Yes, yes, Pigeons, exactly. Uh, all, all the animals. And so Claire goes on milking. Uh, we're going to zip over and see what Amanda and, uh, and Clint are up to. Um, have, you, have you gotten Clint into that costume yet? Well, I'm having a bit of trouble because Clint's thighs are quite large, muscular. He must have played rugby mm-hmm. as a lad. Yeah, he's he's he was really he was down in the scrum when he was a lad. Is that a rugby <laughs> thing? Did I say a rugby thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I am kind of struggling. Um, I've already fixed like the little footholes, um, but I really need to get a hold of um, Becky to help me try to squeeze Clint into this. But she's not answering my pages. And Clint's like, um, I, I can, I can really suck. I'll suck it in, and he's he's trying to suck in his his. Stop ad- flexing your thighs. <laughs> yeah, yes, Captain. The, the fiber can't handle the strain. <laughs> Page Becky again. And you hear Becky, your your uh, your communicator is going is going off. It's the captain. Becky has been ignoring her communicator communicator because she was pretty sure the captain was just going to yell at her about um, how these kids are now out of control. But she finally decides maybe she really, truly can't handle this situation herself. So she says, uh, hello. Becky, I need you to get over to the fiber arts area. Okay. Like, quick. Um, just drop what you're doing. It doesn't matter. Is that all? Yes. Do I need to bring the kids with me? No, they're fine at the petting zoo. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. I'll be right there. Becky is totally going to say this shit happened after she got permission <laughs> to walk away. <laughs> and so Becky, Becky, okay. turns, Becky turns to, to run down the hallway through the petting zoo and around zoo, petting zoo around the corner to the Fiber Arts Expo. And as she's running down uh, the, the corridor, she, she feels four more uh, beanbags hit her in the back of the head. Boom, 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 boom. And, and they stick there. So now she's got eight of these beanbags stuck to her head. And uh, as she runs, she notices that they they're growing. They're like getting heavier. It's like more beans are being added to them as, as, as she runs. And so, so uh, her head is, it's just, it's getting harder and harder to, to, to move and keep her, keep upright because her head is getting heavier as these, as these uh, eight beanbags get larger and larger. This is, this is a problem. <laughs> Becky finally turns around and she says, what do you want? What do you want me to do? 
I tried to be nice to you. I tried to take you on a nice field trip. Uh, you didn't like that. So I gave you money. I gave you cash. I gave you the last $80 that I own. And I couldn't even pet a unicorn because of it. I tried being nice. I tried being mean. That doesn't work. What do you want? So Tina, Tamika, Tim, and Tom all stand there looking at you and, and, and in unison, they say, limits. We wanted some <laughs> limits. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, at that moment, the, uh, the ant guy kind of appears between you. There's like maybe uh, 20 feet between you and the kids. And he's right there in the middle. And he, he, opens up a, a little pouch on his, on his belt and he takes out, you can't, you, he's facing you, but he takes out these, this handful. He sees there's these four little uh, chromatic balls uh, about an inch and a half uh, in diameter in his hand. And he just throws them up in the air and they, you watch them go up, up, up. Uh, I mean, this is a big convention uh, area with probably a 50 foot uh, ceiling and the, he throws them, they're almost, they're, I mean, they're up beyond the light fixtures and, and then they, they sprout. They, they all get these kind of, uh, uh, um, um, what are those, those drone little, little motors on them. So they sprout four little drone motors on them and then they uh, vertically, they drop down with what looks like a, a little laser beam blaster thing out of them and they all fly towards those kids, uh, Tamika, Tina, Tim and Tom and, and go after them. The kids take off running. These little, little drones each shoot off uh, spider webs apparently and, and trap the kids around the legs and then the spider webs grow and grow and wrap around their bodies and then reel them in and then fly over to you. The only thing uh, revealed of the kids is their faces and they're hanging upside down by these little drones and they just kind of hover there face level with you except they're kind of upside down like uh, what's his name? Toby Maguire and that one spider-man movie when he was hanging upside down and that what's her name kissed him that happened right that was a real thing mm -hmm. i mean yeah. not a real yes, thing, yes. Not a movie thing um so that happens and um so there we go there you are wow becky doesn't really say a word to the children she just looks at the ant-man says thank you and hands him a piece of paper that has her number on it he and says, uh, where, where would you like me to deliver them? Um, you know, Becky thinks about what the kids said. And she says, give me just one moment. And she turns to the children and she says, limits, huh? Yeah. And she says, okay, here's the limits. You can go to the food court. It's Okay. You guys can, if as long as you stay in the food court, you can just enjoy the rest of the afternoon. Take your $80, get some snacks, maybe check out the video game expo. Don't break anything. Don't cause mass chaos, but you can have an hour of free time to yourself. Can you handle that? Uh, well, we'll try. They can go to the food court. Thank you, sir. 
And so he he pushes the button, and all the spider webby stuff gets gets retracted back into the the drones, and they 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 fall to the ground because uh, because he thought they kind of deserved he didn't put them down gently. So they they all fall and they get up and they they head uh, through the petting zoo into the vending area in the food court. And you I I guess uh, scurry down the the hall towards towards uh, your your captain. Yes, she needs. And my that help. guy says. Uh, my name is Edward. Uh, he yells to you as uh, as you're you're running away. Edward Ant. Edward, Edward the Ant. And, and Becky. And, and so Becky Becky runs, and you you get to you 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 run through. You got to go through the petting zoo to get to the fiber arts area, and you you see you look and you see Claire milking a cow, which doesn't make sense, but you. <laughs> <laughs> you look at that and, and you go running on by um and then you you come zipping in you kind of you kind of do a uh a cosmo craner kramer kind of entrance and you come sliding in uh when you when you get to uh get to where where captain amanda is Becky, here what's what's time. the emergency clint's thighs are too big i can't get him into the outfit what his thighs Look how muscular they are. They are very muscular. <laughs> Why is he flexing? I okay. used alpaca. There's not a lot of elasticity with the stitch. And, and what, what Claire, what, what Clint has, he's wearing a, uh, a, 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 a gray with teal piping speedo kind of thing. That's his kind of under, not, he's not a boxer's guy. He's kind of a, uh, uh, briefs kind of, kind of guy. So that's, that's what he's wearing. So there's, you're seeing a lot of, you're both seeing a lot of Clint. Okay, okay. So Clint, here's what we're going to do. Becky's thinking about the time that um, one of the preschoolers got their arms stuck in the banister on the staircase. She says, um, Captain, uh, go over to that, that model's dressing table. Do you see that that uh body oil over there yeah i'm gonna need you to lather clint up i can do that like head to toe <laughs> or like i mean mainly i mean you do you but mainly in the thigh area where we're having trouble pulling this thing up where are the children they don't need to see this they're at the food court it's okay all right. Get ready, Clint. Uh, yes, Captain. I've been ready for this for, I mean, yes, Captain. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to work. I don't have enough oil for all this thigh. Trust me. It'll be, um, it'll be, it'll be just fine. We have to do a little bit of character development here. As a, as a raccoonicorn, are his thighs furry or are they, does he shave? Is he also a swimmer or what's the... What's the deal here? They're furry. They're furry. They're furry. Okay, so you're you're yeah. looping up his furry, furry thighs. Yeah. <laughs> this is a mess. And <laughs> you should have shaved him. So um, they they slip on, and then you notice there there's just between. Between the fibers in your fiber art, there's just raccoonicorn hair sticking out all up and down the the unitard thing. Is that what it's in a unitard, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
it it's okay because the alpaca um and mohair was kind of fuzzy um, anyway it's fuzzy so yeah. it kind of like blends in with the it gives another texture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so he's got it got it on does this what's what's the uh what's the upper part look like does it have uh some sort of hood or or covering that would go over the the uh the tentacle monster globe or no it's um you know like uh it's kind of like a wrestling singlet on the top you know where it's like little straps mm-hmm. um but it was made for a female tentacle monster so there's like a really low dip like down to the belly button for the bosom uh-huh. to be exposed so it's just a lot of a lot of clint's raccoonicorn chest uh-huh and uh, and his gold medallions. Uh, he he was a was championship wrestler back in school, and he always wears his uh, his uh, trophy medallions um, that from makes sense. champions. Uh, so there's a lot of gold there too. Um, but he's like, uh, this 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 look okay, Captain. This is what you needed. This is it's. I don't know if you can go out in public like this, Clint. Uh, it, is anybody else? It's kind of hot <laughs> and no, just, you know that really he just, wasn't weird smile he just smiles at you i i that's not really where mine was go- my mind was going you look very nice clint but um really i'm just impressed that you were able to use that third tentacle hole for his tail mm. i mean it really looks like you made this for him Maybe I did. <laughs> and then the little guy with the clipboard comes scurrying back, and I don't remember what his voice was like. Uh, I would hear someplace, and he says, "Okay, places, everyone, places, everyone. The show is start starting." And uh, the the whole thing is there's a there's a runway. It's about forty foot long. The models are supposed to walk down. There's uh there's about a dozen and a half judges. Uh, everybody does their their first walk, and then and so you guys you guys make it through the first elimination. They take it down from uh, 800 entries down to 400. He has to walk again. Uh, you make it through through that to the uh, the second elimination. You make it through that, and and it's down to to 100 competitors. You make it through the third when they bring it down to the top 10. Um, except in the top 10, they have to, they have to, they're, they're ha- you didn't, you didn't read this. You're just hearing about it now. There's also a talent competition. Um, and so Becky, <laughs> Becky and Amanda and Clint are, are there. I don't know if Claire has shown up, uh, for, for the, uh, for the, the last part of this yet. Um, but, um, there's gotta, you gotta, what's the talent? What, what, what any thoughts? Um, I don't. I mean, can you I dance? Can, um, not well. I I I can shoot. I can shoot things and punch things very well. Can you do it artfully? Um, like kung fu dancing. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I I can do that. I I have my iPod. I'll play a song and you can uh, artfully kung fu. Okay. Oh, you're gonna tell me what what song? Um, uh, surprise! That one that's like surprise. Oh, okay, 
Okay. okay. And uh, and so the first competitors walk, and about four of them go, and then it's Clint's Clint's turn, and he kind of he kind of stands there at the back of the stage, and then music starts playing. What what's it sound like? Space unicorn soaring through the stars, delivering the rainbows all around the world. Space unicorn shining in the night, smiles and hugs forever all around the world. And so it's pure <laughs> and strong of mind, so true of aim with his marshmallow lasers, his marshmallow lasers. <laughs> is that is that is that delivering the rainbows all around the world? Delivering the rainbows. We got to be violating copyright by now. Um, so, as, 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 as Clint walks down and and he's just got his tentacles swinging and uh, and and it's great. And then then you notice. <laughs> You notice from the back of the room a unicorn flying in. And this unicorn flies up on the runway with four middle schoolers on its back. And they they leap off and they they land in kind of a, a ta-da pose with their arms out. And and Clint does a, a forward flip up onto the back of the unicorn and stands there and, and does this uh, this cool raccoonicorn dude pose. And uh, then the unicorn winks, and uh, and rainbow glitter shoots out of its butt. Aww. And That's the crowd, all the crowd, <gasps> the judges just just burst into applause, and uh, they they don't even. I mean, they just come over and hand you the first prize ribbon, Amanda. And uh, oh my god, are you <laughs> serious? And it's great, and. Uh, <laughs> And so the kids and the, uh, the the unicorn leave the stage and they come over to uh, to where Becky is standing and and uh, the kids are like, uh, we really we really felt sorry about those bean bags. Your head must be feeling really heavy now. You've got those because by by this time those bean bags are about the size of and weight of bowling balls, and they're still <laughs> all eight of them are still attached attached to your head, Becky. And um, now we're we're really sorry for doing that. That's got to be really painful, and and we were just trying to have some fun and blow off some steam. And and we we ran to this unicorn out there, and and uh, we gave him eighty dollars, and and he decided he said he'd he'd help us uh, kind of with the the end of the show, and uh, hope that kind of makes it up to you a little bit. Becky Becky uh, wipes away a little a little tear, and she says. Thank you, guys. Really does. And uh, then Ant Guy comes up. Uh, you know what? The Ant Guy. I said Ant Guy's name was Ad, um, Edward Ad earlier. His name should really be Adam. Oh. Adam Ant should be his name. That I mean, that's better, right? Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Adam Adam comes up and he says, "Oh, I, I was gonna. You were. You had to run out. You, you had to run out in such a such a so with such haste earlier. I was gonna. I was gonna tell you um, that those bean bags. That's uh, that's one of our products. Would you uh, like me to release those for you?" Yes, actually, that would be wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, and so he takes out this little vial, 
and uh, pours it over your head. And then it's just this, this slimy, gooey, glittery stuff kind of kind of works its way down your head, but it works in there and it releases the glue on, on those essentially eight bowling balls that are attached to your head. And they all, they all fall to the ground. Uh, one of them lands on Tina's toe. Uh, she's wearing flip-flops. Uh, she screams a little bit and uh, you kind of <laughs> smile. Um, and so that's, that's the end of that. The, y'all, y'all head back towards the, uh, the shuttlecraft. It's time to get back to the ship. Um, Adam walks with you. He's kind of, uh, uh, talking to, to talking, uh, shop with, with Clint cause he's in security as well. And, and, uh, you get to the shuttle, um, uh, Amanda or Claire is there, um, with a full grown dairy cow and some, <laughs> some dairy cow, cow equipment there's like a uh, it's a it's like a dairy cow water bottle it's kind of like a giant uh giant hamster cage water bottle thing the little the little thing they, they they do their little tongue on it with a little tube coming out some of that kind of stuff and so it's a real tight fit as you all pile into the the shuttle and um uh clint is kind of sitting up front co-piloting with with uh with captain amanda and adam adam says to uh to Becky as, as you're about ready to close the, the door and take off. He says, uh, is this, is this number real? Yeah. Yeah, it actually is. Uh, would you like it back? I wasn't no. trying, to, I wasn't trying to prove on you. I just thought you were real hot and I thought it would be me coming to the rescue would be kind of a, a kind of way to get your attention, but, um, see how you thought that was kind of pervy, but anyway, you can have this back if you want it. That's okay. You keep it. This day actually turned out all right, after all. And he kind of says, oh, I'll give you, I'll give you a call. Thanks. And uh, he kind of kind of waves and the shuttle closes and you guys uh, head back to the mud puppy. And uh, as you're about ready to dock, you hear Prime says, Captain. Yes, Prime. Captain, congratulations on your, on your ribbon. Um, Thanks. Most of the crew have made it back from their excursions. The second group are ready to go down for their their twelve hour uh, excursion, and we we had an incoming message from the mice. Oh, you're gonna need Mickey. to get the, you're need, gonna need to get to the bridge as soon as you can. Shit. And we'll end it there. Dun dun dun. Thanks for listening. If you like the show. Share the show, unless you're, you know, too embarrassed, which we totally understand. Hey, you can also head over to playvolutionhq.com slash podcasts slash Becky and engage with us back soon with another episode. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.